Welcome to the Audience Converter Podcast, the podcast for converting your audience from strangers to loyal fans. We dive deep and discuss how entrepreneurs, consultants, and coaches can level up their business to help more people in the world. Now here's your host, the creator of the Audience Conversion Method, Kimberly Whitecamp. Welcome back to another exciting episode of the Audience Converter Podcast. I'm Kimberly Whitecamp, your host, conversion copywriter, and marketing strategist. Today, I have a real treat for you, and I'm so excited to introduce you to Dana Ferrant. Dana is all about becoming a badass in life, and business requires you to stand in your power and be super comfy with being unique. She knows all about standing out and being unique because of her personal brand of the inner dominatrix. It pushes people out of their comfort zone, challenges their preconceived notions, and has them stepping into a fierce determination to rock their bold, sexy, fun-filled lives. She has worked with clients to transform their lives for 25-plus years, been a CEO of a million-dollar company, a two-time award-winning speaker, and she's the best-selling author of three books, and she's earned the title of Master Healer and is a former dominatrix. So I'm really excited to learn all about how you can be unique and stand out to help grow your business. And Dana, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much, Kimberly. I was looking forward to this. I've been looking forward to this as well. You know, I've got so many interesting people on and this is, I've got to say the first time I've got a former dominatrix on and I'm really (laughs) excited to learn about, you know, being super comfy with being unique. I think that's something that a lot of us as entrepreneurs kind of struggle with, especially since being an entrepreneur now in this online world, you are your brand, are your business in a lot of ways. And some people don't know, uh, you know, how to really stand in their power. So can you tell me a little bit about, you know, how you got started? What made you decide to take this route and start to, to kind of help others with becoming a personal brand? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'll give you the highlights because it's kind of a long story. Um, but basically I was running, um, my massage supply outlet. So that was my seven figure business. And uh, concurrent to that, I was also a dominatrix. So I had these two pieces going. And then in 2012, I hit a, um, a, a bankruptcy in the business, in the seven figure business, and we had to restructure. And it was in that process, in going through that restructuring and taking a really good look about what was going on, you know, beyond the the surface of, you know, oh, we had big customers who didn't pay their bills and we had people break into our merchant account and steal money. And, you know, that's the surface. But taking a, a deeper look at it, I really started to look at how I had actually compartmentalized all of these power skills in my personal life and I wasn't bringing them into my business life. So when it came to my business, I wasn't truly being the leader that my business required. And coming to terms with that made me realize that this energy and who I had to become in the dominatrix world was really vital. And particularly for women in business that, you know, there's that invitation to come and stand in the space of being a leader, but in a way that is still soft and feminine, it's not aggressive, um, is not something that we're getting a lot of good role models for. So this was what launched my my craziness <laughs> of launching into, you know, bringing the inner dominatrix because it's about the energy. It's about who you are, um, not the actual physical skills. And, you know, and it's been very edgy. It's definitely memorable, 
but it pushes people, uh, you know, because it can be triggering. So it's good for creating that division of some people lean in and some people pull right back. It's been a really fascinating journey. It sounds like a very fascinating journey. I mean, you know, so many struggles with, you know, the bankruptcy and people breaking in, which were just <laughs> horrible things. But I like how you said those are those are things on the surface. It really made you take a step back and kind of look at, you know, am I showing up in my business? Am I being the leader I need to be? How can I how can I change that? And uh, you know, what you just said about it's divisive, it some people it makes them lean in, some people it makes them shy away. That is the key to being your your own business, your marketing, right? Any marketing message that you put out there, it should bring in the right people and, and repel the people you don't want to work with or that aren't a good fit, right? Absolutely. It, it's and it's the piece that I think a lot of people in the beginning are afraid to do. They're afraid to really lean into that. And I know even for myself, you know, I'm, I'm pretty edgy. I'm pretty bold. I, I say things that I probably shouldn't. Um, <laughs> but even for me, you know, in the beginning days, I would get so excited. I, I'm like, oh, you know, I really want to do this. This is what I want to do. And I go down to a women's networking event and I'd be there and networking. And they're like, what do you do? And I'm like, oh, I help women to step into their power. I bring my past as a dominatrix to invite them into this, this really high powered energy. And I remember one woman in particular, she literally sucked her face in, took two steps back, looked mortified, and then said to me, I'm really happy with my husband and ran away. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and, you know, I have, I will admit that that caused me to like, well, maybe I should shrink back. I'll, I'll call it I'll call it power matrix, right? We'll call it power nature. That's, that's really catchy. But nobody got it. They couldn't figure that out. That wasn't doing anything. And, and that was a great lesson in the, the fact that when you try to play the middle of the road, you get nothing. Like it was crickets. At least now I get either people that hate me or love me. I mean, like there's at least people that love me. I can just focus on that <laughs> percentage instead. So it was a good lesson. Absolutely. It's so important to remember that you're never going to please everyone. And the more steps you take to try and please everyone, the farther away you're going to get from your goals, right? Oh, so true. Because when you're listening to everybody else, you're you're getting out of the alignment. And, and I'm a real big one for really getting people connected with, you know, what is it that works for you? What is it that lights you up? Because when you do something that really lights you up, then you're going to be willing to make that extra effort. You're going to be willing to pick up the phone one more time. You're going to be willing to make that big ask and say, hey, I'd love to be on your podcast. Can I, can I jump on your show? Right? You're going to be willing to do those things when it's something that you're lit up about. But when it's something that you're feeling kind of, eh, it's all right. It pays me. You're probably <laughs> going to, you know, you're probably going to pull the plug really early. Absolutely. And, you know, I've heard that from so many entrepreneurs that you really do have to have a passion because, you know, the entrepreneurial journey can be lonely and it can be frustrating and it can be so many other things. So if you aren't able to wake up in the morning and at least be a little bit excited about what you're about to do, then, you know, maybe you should reevaluate. <laughs> Absolutely. There's so many things that we can do to make money, but, you know, the the drive and, and I would say business for me is a um, personal development. So it's extreme sport of personal development, <laughs> you know, because you're constantly putting yourself on the line. You have to stretch and grow who you are on the inside 
in order to step into these bigger things. So that that root of choosing to be an entrepreneur also comes with a lot of personal growth if you really want to grow a business that's successful. Absolutely. And what you just said about how you really have to grow on the inside uh, to be to be successful. Let's let's talk a little bit about that. How can you find your uniqueness? How do you kind of figure out where it's okay for you to be who you are? Mm, okay. So, so this is kind of a loaded question to answer on a, a short podcast. Okay. But, <laughs> of like, course, I must have got a good long, one. Yeah, how long you got? <laughs> We're coming back for more episodes, right? So I would say it's it's fundamentally the the first piece would be um, getting honest, getting honest about what do you actually like, what lights you up, what are the things that are a continuous the theme in your life. I remember one person gave me a task to sit down and kind of you know jot form the what are the stories that have run through your life, and you and you just free flow of what are the top one hundred stories of what has whatever comes up. So you're not trying to like, what was the top impact? It's just, what are the top 100 stories, whatever comes up. And you look at that and you say, okay, what's the theme? And that gives you a really great insight into, you know, what, what are you about? So when I did mine, my theme over and over again was about shining a light on uh, BS, you know, where people are lying, shining a light on um, the false gurus, and inviting people to step into what I call authentic empowerment, an actual true empowerment that starts with them. So those were my themes. And then from there, I could start to say, okay, well, what is it? What, who is, what's my past? And, you know, sorting through these pieces was where I was able to kind of sift down and say, you know what, this slice of who I had to become to become a dominatrix is so much of a piece of who I am that it needs to be part of my branding. Wow. It's, that's really, really powerful what you said about, you know, shining a light on what your most common stories are, right? You know, storytelling is such a, it's such a part of the human experience to the point where, you know, if you read any marketing books at all, they're like, oh, story sell, story sell, facts are, facts come later, story sell, right? You always want to be able to tell that story. Um, and you know, being able to kind of see where are those commonalities? What, you know, if, if you're not sure about how can I be unique or if you're not sure about what you should be finding passion in, just kind of looking and saying, okay, when you think about your life, what are the top 100 moments in it? And I like that you said it doesn't have to be like, what was the biggest impact, right? Because whenever I get asked a question like that, you know, what was your most profound memory from childhood? I, I come up blank, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but you just you just free flow it, but you know that that will give you some huge insights. I think the other thing um, is a, you know really letting yourself drop into this space of being willing to do it wrong, because we have so much attachment to trying to get the right answer, the right way to do it, the right system, the right structure, and as long as you're trying to get it right then you will inevitably miss out on what is the right fit for you, what is aligned for you, because you're, you can't see it. You're going to put blinders on when you go that way. So when we're willing to lose and, you know, ultimately losses and failures and things are just learning opportunities, if you want to call it that way. But when you're willing to lose, when you invite that in, 
then you can open up the blinders and be able to see uh, so much more of the perspective. And then that's going to, that's going to light something up for you. You're going to, you're going to find it. Yeah. Being willing to lose is one of those really hard concepts, I think, for a lot of us, uh, mm-hmm. because we we have such a negative connotation. Oh, if we lost, then that's bad and we're a horrible thing. And, you know, th- there's so much wrong with this. But, you know, I was talking with someone else and they said, you know, you are not your business. You need to be in your business. But if something goes wrong, well, that's not because you're a bad person. It's because something went mm-hmm. wrong and then it's OK. And it's, as you said, right, a learning experience. Yeah. Yeah. And, and this, the, the, yeah, like the concept of being willing to lose is, is one of those bigger ones. That's where I love to play in. I, I love inviting people to really step beyond that concept of things being right or wrong so that we don't get stuck in, in boxes. We don't get stuck in this state of, um, you know, this is the only way to do it. This is the right way to do it. And you look at all the arguments that happen on social media. It's always because two people are stuck in different perspectives of what is right and they're arguing them. Definitely. And, you know, uh, I really resonate with what you said about, you know, I'm looking for the right way, the right process, the right system, because when you first start out, especially, you know, you sit down to like return an email from somebody who said they were interested in what you have to do. And, and you're like, ah, what's the right way to phrase this? How should I word it? You know, I, yeah. I, I, I had absolutely no business training except how to write a resume and business letters in high school English. So I had a very formal approach when talking with people and it was very structured and stilted and it sounded nothing like me. And uh, <laughs> when I first started out, uh, these, these were the messages that I was sending out to people. And then somebody met me at a conference and they told me, they're like, wow, you're so different than what I thought because based on the communications we had, I thought uh, that we wouldn't necessarily work well together because you were too, you know, too, too structured in the business mindset. And I was like, oh, well, that's an eye opener. I better start sounding like me. <laughs> yeah. And, th- and that's the thing is it, we see so many examples nowadays where companies are, are loosening off. And they're bringing a voice, you know, people, I love the companies that, you know, they, they give a character to their, you know, even their chat bots. Oh, Hey, this is chatbot Z. And, you know, <laughs> you know they, and they give it a personality. So you, even though it's automated, you still feel the interaction. You still feel the, the vibe of the company when you're engaging, even with that automation, it's, it's so fun. And yet we, when we get caught up in thinking, Oh, I can't be myself then we turn people off because who they really want to engage with is you. It's, it's not somebody else. It's you. It's who you are. So let yourself shine through. Let your quirkiness shine through. That's actually what's going to get you business. Absolutely. And that is an argument I've had with many a client about <laughs> how, uh, you know, what is your voice? What is your voice? You need to stick with your voice and you need to be authentic and true to your voice because, you know, I've, I've helped like create voice guides for companies. You know, here's how you're going to write in all of your marketing because the truth is, right, we buy from people that we like, right? Mm-hmm. We buy from people we like and we buy from people who, who treat us well. So, you know, if I have to pick up the phone, and then push 15 million different buttons on a voice prompt and then still uh-huh. answer all of those questions again, like that's not going to make me want to work with anyone associated with that company because it's such a different experience than what they were promising. 
Absolutely. Oh my goodness. The, the voicemail <laughs> button pushing hell that you can get into. It seems like an eternal loop sometimes. Oh, but- absolutely. And then, you know, you have to put in all this information and it won't let you skip it. And finally you get fresh and say, give me a representative. And then they ask you all of the same questions that you just <laughs> answered. <laughs> What was the point? Were you just delaying until somebody was available to pick up the phone? <laughs> yeah, at that point, I'm like, I'd rather listen to music and walk around my house while my cell phone's on a speaker than have to go through that prompt screen. Oh, my goodness. Absolutely. And, you know, it's interesting because like that, of course, opens up a whole other topic about, you know, what is the customer experience? But that's not what we're talking about. But it is actually it is because we're talking about standing out and being unique even the smallest things, if you're leaning into, you know, what is your voice, all of those experiences can be influenced. You can, you can think in terms of, okay, who am I? And what's that, what's that voice? What's that interaction? What do I want people to feel so that they feel like they're actually engaging with me? Absolutely. And let's talk a little bit about how you get that feeling of um, kind of that personal touch in your branding. I, you know, it's, I think it's a matter of coming down to really being um, honest about who you are. When, when you really own, this is who I am. I, so for me, I'm very edgy. I, you know, if it, if it's my recordings on my podcast or my videos, I swear, you know, when I'm on other people's, I can refrain, but I like to push the envelope. I like to say things that, that cause people to do a wait, what, <laughs> you know, moment where it's not the, the run of the mill, which is also why the inner dominatrix branding is it causes people to stop. It causes them to just kind of pay attention a little bit differently to look at it. And then of course, you know, my non-ideal clients, it pushes them away. Um, but when you really get honest about who am I, what is my voice, then you can bring that in. And it it doesn't have to be anything like over the top. If you're an introvert, talk to the fact that you're an introvert. If you love cats, talk about your cats. Bring the pieces of you in, in a way that makes sense, like spin it bring that in so that people get a flavor of you. I don't agree with the social media pieces of, you know, sharing all of the details of your life. Um, But I think you can bring little sprinklings of who you are in your personal life into your marketing messaging. I 110% agree with that. In fact, (laughs) I'll, uh, you know, I'll talk to people and they're like, oh, well, you know, we want to, we want to be seen as professionals, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, pick three. Pick three things you don't care if some random stranger on the street who's read an email from you asks you about. You know, if it's the fact that you love fly fishing and watching Sunday night football, that's fine. Put it in your marketing. You know, you can, one of my favorite things to do is to relate really random facts and really random conversations back to marketing because it makes it more approachable and understandable to people. So uh, I have another show and, you know, we'll start every time with like some really random question like, uh, did you buy brand cereal? Uh, when you were a child, you know, branded cereal, or did you buy the really big bags? And we talk about that. And then we talk about how, you know, branding is so important because if you can just, you know, buy the off brand and have the same experience, then really you're not a unique enough brand in your marketing. Mm, that's great. I, it, and I love that actually about your, the other podcast. I have listened to a few of the episodes and it's nice. Cause it's like, it, 
your brain is hearing the story. And so you're engaged in listening to the story and then boom, there comes the, you know, how to apply that and it sinks in, the learning sinks in. So it's a, it's a great neuroscience hack as well. If you don't already know that. Why, thank you. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, it's so true that, you know, the stories we tell ourselves and the stories we tell others is exactly what makes us and our brand unique. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, and, and the reality is, is that in doing that, you instantly become completely unique because nobody is going to have your special combination of, you know, of the mix. There may be similarities and maybe overlaps. There, there are a few other people who are former dominatrixes that are in coaching or business coaching, but it's pretty rare. So with that alone, I'm, I'm unique, but I'm definitely the only one, well, A, I'm the only one with my name, <laughs> which makes me unique as well, but I'm the only one who's doing it who has two Bengal cats. I'm the only one who's doing it who grew, also grew up in a cult. And so I can layer on these pieces and then very quickly, like you say, three pieces. If you layer on three pieces about you, it instantly makes you unique. Absolutely. And, you know, we didn't even touch on those other really interesting topics. <laughs> I, I, I must invite you back, I think, you know, for a future <laughs> episode. Um, so, you know, we've talked a little bit about making sure that you're owning your uniqueness, kind of how to figure out what your uniqueness is and, and being aware that people are going to like you for you and nobody else can be you. So why would you want to pretend to be somebody else, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, if if we're talking about what is the one step? What is that one little key action step or takeaway people can use to kind of step into being a little bit more unique in their branding? Um, I'm actually going to relate it. I'm going to go slightly off topic, but it does tie in. So I want to give people a tool for allowing themselves to kind of reconnect with who they are on an energetic level, which will also allow them to drop in to being willing to see all the other pieces. Um, Because one of the first things is that we end up picking up other people's thoughts and emotions. So there was a, it was a great scientific study done, you know, about 20 years ago, where we had people in New York and people in Tokyo. And the the rate of accuracy of the people in on the one country or the one city being able to predict or say what the emotion was for the other group was incredible. It was something like 78% accuracy. It's beyond the the realm of guessing. Wow. Yeah. So I just, you know, preface this in case you haven't, you know, the listeners don't haven't come across energy work before. We have this ability to pick up on thoughts, feelings, emotions of everyone around the globe. And where that comes into play is that when we are, you know, feeling overloaded, overwhelmed, then a lot of it is because we are tapping into the emotions of what is going on globally, especially if we have some global incident then we can very quickly get overwhelmed with everybody else's crap. And if you take your energy field and you expand it out, so quick way to do this, if you visualize a color, so right now, Kimberly, pick a color. And what I'm going to have you do is I'm going to have you imagine like an egg-shaped dome that is around your body, 360 degrees. And you're going to fill that dome with your chosen color. Now, this is magical color. So we're going to move that color out. And as we move it out, it does not dilute. So right now, just take that color and fill the room that you're in. Okay. I've got my color. 
Okay, good. Okay, and then we're going to keep going out. So I want you to take that color and fill the city that you're in. Okay, mm -hmm. and then take that color and fill the whole state. We'll go one more big jump out, and I want you to just fill all of the country. Okay, now when I typically, when I work with people, we go all the way, I like people going out to the size of the universe to really get lots of space. But the idea, you should be able to start to get the feeling of like, I have a little more space in my body. I have a little more ease. And the idea here is that when we allow ourselves to expand out energetically, we have more perspective. We're less in everybody else's crap. And so our vision can be clearer to seeing what it is that is actually true for us. And we don't have that input from the rest of the world. So that is the piece that I would say to people to start with is using this tool of expanding your energy out on a regular basis. So every time you go to the bathroom or every time you see even better, every time you see the color that you picked, then you're going to take a deep breath and just let your energy field expand out. Doing that on a regular basis will dynamically change your life. Very interesting. You know, it sounds like a very uh, powerful tool. And I, I, you know, just the idea of taking a moment, if you see one particular thing that you're on the lookout for and taking that deep breath and kind of just relaxing, um, you know, it's, it's so, it's such a key to making sure that you don't go through life kind of on autopilot. And, you know, with what you're talking about, with letting that kind of flow out and it kind of will change uh, the, the thoughts and what you're feeling from others is very interesting. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, you know, powerful. if people want to learn more about you and the inner dominatrix and what you do, you know, how can they get in touch with you? How can they learn more about what you do? Absolutely. Thank you. So I am the only Dana Ferrant in the world and Ferrant is spelled P-H-A-R-A-N-T. So I am super easy to find. LinkedIn wow. is my social media of choice. And if you head over to inner dominatrix.com. You can pick up a copy of Badass Intuition. It's a six-week boot camp to get you rocking your intuition for business. Fantastic. That is such a generous gift. And I want to thank you so much for, for giving that out. So make sure to check out uh, Inner Dominatrix. And of course, all of those links will be in the show notes. And uh, uh, connect with Dana on, on LinkedIn and let her know that you, uh, you heard her heard her here and are interested in more of, of what she has to do. So Dana, I just want to thank you so much for taking the time to sit down, talk about what you do, share your wisdom with my audience. It's my pleasure. Thank you so much, Kimberly. Fantastic. Until next time. Thanks for listening to the Audience Converter Podcast. For more information and important links about today's show or for access to our website, visit theaudienceconverter.com. Take a moment to rate and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.